2: Since 1993, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now at Copenhagen, receive $200 off any stressless seating or $400 off stressless Mayfair chair and ottoman when you donate $50 to one of our local charities. For more ways to save, visit our showroom on Breaker Lane or go to copenhagenliving.com. Copenhagen Modern Furniture. Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary.
0: I always had this this love affair with burgers, fries, and a shake. It just seems so American to me, Americana. It's, it's something simple that I can understand, and I think people get a lot of pleasure from.
1: Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left...
0: Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome to I Love You So Much, the podcast about people, places, and things we love about Austin. Our podcast is from the featured staff at the Austin American Statesman, and we're sponsored by Copenhagen Furniture. I'm Nicole Villalpando, the Season for Caring editor at the Statesman. On December 14th, local burger chain P. Terry's held its quarterly giving back days, hitting a new milestone. More than a million dollars has been given to local nonprofit organizations across the Austin area. One of those is the Statesman Season for Caring, which features 12 families from local nonprofit organizations and helps hundreds of others throughout the year. We talk to P. Terry's co founders, Kathy and Patrick Terry, about why they give back to the community and the appeal of burgers, fries, and shakes. I am here with Patrick and Kathy Terry of P. Terry's and Taco Ranch fame. And we had a big day on Saturday, right? We, we had a did. Good,
0: we good did back day. We did. The city did not disappoint. It was great.
1: What were some of the stories? How did your employees handle that many people showing up? Well,
0: frankly, they—I think they're used to it by now. Uh, you know, we, we're blessed to have uh, so many of the same employees every year, mm-hmm. and and so everyone kind of knows season for caring is going to be most likely our biggest day. And again, it was. Um, and so you've either been around and you're ready for it, or you've been warned by a seasoned employee that this is coming. Mm-hmm. And so um, everybody just kind of puts their best foot forward and, uh, and goes forward. Um, we had uh, two different trucks driving around uh, supplying uh, the restaurants when we were getting low on things because We're just not used to this kind of volume at some of our locations. Um, But it was a great day.
1: And you're now up to 16 P. Terry's, including San Marcos.
0: Correct, and the two taco ranches. Okay. So we had one additional store from last year. The Mm -hmm. San Marcos store is the new store from last year. So, Mrs. Terry, why don't you tell them the total? And this
1: is 100% of the profits given to Season for Caring on this one day, on Saturday? On Saturday
0: Saturday for both uh, P. Terry's and Taco Ranch.
1: Okay, drum
3: roll. It was thirty-nine thousand two hundred and twenty-seven dollars and
1: twenty-seven cents. That's
3: amazing. Yay. That's amazing.
1: That's like over three thousand dollars. About three thousand dollars more than last year. Every year, it just that's right. Yes. That's right. almost yes. four
0: thousand. And yeah. and I guess the headline is for us uh, and the giving back program that that Kathy started for us years and years ago, that tops a million dollars for us in wow. giving in our program. So it's a great day. It's, it's, it was a great weekend, and today's a great day to celebrate all the charities that I think we've helped. But most of all, the city of Austin has come along with us on this and, uh, and obviously been a major part of it.
1: So four times a year, P. Terry's Taco Ranch, you give 100% of the proceeds. You've now raised over a million dollars in giving. Talk to me a little bit about why this started.
3: So I I think for me, it was always, I always wanted to figure out a way that we could give back. I knew that we would, we needed to give back to the community. And like Patrick has said so many times, when we first started, we were making so many mistakes and people kept coming back and we were like, oh my gosh, we have to, you know, give back ourselves because the community was so supportive of us. And we didn't know how that would actually shape up, and we actually were eating at a restaurant. Um, Patrick let me eat out at a different restaurant once a week. Special occasions. When occasion. we were when we first started, and we were at a restaurant, and there was a table tent that said that that night they were going to donate a percentage of the profits back to a nonprofit, and that was when I got the aha moment. And so I showed Patrick, I'm like, this is, this is what we need to do. And of course, you know, he has to one up me. So he says, OK, but if we're going to do this, we're going to do it on our busiest day of the week. Mm-hmm. And um, so we'll do it on Saturday and we'll give back all the proceeds to a local nonprofit. So then I said, OK, great. Well, if we going do that, we'll do it four times a year. So that's kind of how it started. And so we started that very first year we were open and the check was really small, <laughs> and it
1: was like a thousand dollars, maybe.
3: Yes, yes, and I think I kept adding to it. Like,
1: oh, we have to give more. <laughs> like, we'll just give more out of well, our. Kathy pocket. said, "Is
0: that all?" And I said, "We only have one restaurant. It was one day. I mean, yeah, right. that's all."
1: And and that probably also made you realize, how, like, what your daily intake profits were. Yes. Right? Well, I didn't let
3: Patrick see the books for the first, I think, year we were in business. I just said, "Put your head down and start working." It so, was
0: enough. I didn't need to know.
1: So what is it about Austin that we have this giving back days and people will sit in line in the drive-thru for, you know, half an hour and be totally happy to do it?
0: Well, I've always said that that um, if you have to start a business, this is, you know, 14 years ago. I think a lot of it's still true today that South Austin may be the most special place in Texas, maybe on earth. I mean, it when we were at Lamar and Barton Springs, Kathy wasn't exaggerating. We really couldn't believe people kept coming back when we first opened because we really didn't know what we were doing and the computer would break down and we would go out and take orders by hand and people were rooting for us. And, and to some extent people still are, which is obviously wonderful, but I think there's just, um, I think there's a consciousness in this city that, that, uh, is like no other.
3: Well, and I also think the Giving Back Day allows everyone to participate, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you can go in and a little kid can buy a cookie, and he knows that a portion of that's going to be going back to a nonprofit. And it also shows you how much, if we all participate, how we can truly move the needle and make a difference.
1: Right, because, you know, almost $40,000 in one day of eating.
0: Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a lot of money.
1: So what made you guys decide i'm going to open up a restaurant in 2005 it was all kathy's idea oh yeah oh, my right gosh, it's just amazing
0: <laughs> the insight that she had all.
1: no
3: this was all patrick terry <laughs> for <laughs> sure he always wanted to open up a burger stand and actually talked about it when we were dating and i thought it was just kind of a cute little idea that he would actually never pursue it mm-hmm. um and then once we got married and he locked me in that's when he decided to <laughs> secure location and open and, and I really didn't know how much I was going to be involved in the business. Um, until I guess the first few months we were remodeling. And then I realized that his passion project was going to be our passion project.
0: Yeah. I'm not really great at the details. No, I, got he, a, I got an idea of what I want to do. And,
3: yeah, but you're, you're more the detail oh, yeah, yeah, yeah this person. Oh, he's yeah. definitely the visionary because none of this would have existed without his vision for sure. I mean, everything we did was very intentional and, um, and I, feel, I think I tell people he's like the Pied Piper. Like, you know, we all just, okay, sure, this is great. Yeah, we'll all do it. And we're all running around trying to, like, fulfill Patrick's dream. Um, but he has a way about selling it. And so we all bought in.
0: And obviously this doesn't, you know, it's, it's one thing to have the idea and, and, to, and this vision that Kathy's kind enough to credit me by, with. But the truth is you can dream this stuff all day. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to get it done. And frankly, you know, so much of that just fell on Kathy. She's detail oriented and we got it done. But to go back to your original question, I always had this, this love affair with burgers, fries, and a shake. It just seems so American to me, Americana. It's, it's something simple that I can understand. And I think people get a lot of pleasure from. And so when I I still can remember it when uh, we opened the second location and had a dining room and we always wanted a dining room because we wanted you to experience Mm -hmm. it, not just from your car. I can still remember uh, a car pulling up and a, a group of little boys jumping out of the car and racing to the door with their parents behind them. I can't get that vision out of my mind because it was really what we were trying to achieve as a place where people would, Genuinely be excited to be to go to, and, and enjoy what we were hoping would be, you know, a meal that was special. And yet, and this is really important to all of it is is affordable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, any jackass can make a seven dollar burger, um, and any jackass can make a $1.50 crappy burger. It, Kathy likes to say, it takes a special jackass to make a two dollar and fifty cent burger that's special. Mm-hmm. And so that's always been a, a major part of all this.
1: And so your burgers, what distinguishes them? Because Austin has now become a burger town. Like there are tons and tons of new burger restaurants opening up all the time. So
3: well, I think, um you know, for us, we it was all about the quality, right? And we wanted it to be fresh. I mean, Patrick's vision was it always would be fresh. But we also were lucky enough to read Fast Food Nation when, we were, when Patrick was coming up with this idea and we realized that it, 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 there were a lot of things that were going to go into this and quality was one of those that was really important. And so we really had to seek out a high quality beef that didn't, wasn't, it didn't exist in our market. And so we just got lucky enough to find someone who introduced us to a ranch in California that was had like a never ever program. It was antibiotic free, all natural hormone free beef. And so we actually went and toward the facility and we were just really lucky that did you meet the cows? Did we meet the cows? Mm-hmm. Yes. Lots of cows. We met lots of cows we knew the cows.
0: heritage. We knew where every cow came from. It was a it was like the real deal. And uh, and anybody, you know, the, the idea that we were going to put this in a in a fast food restaurant and and sell it at the same prices as our competitors Mm -hmm. that weren't offering this quality of meat i think eventually distinguished us from from everyone else and uh it took a while because we were so new the the idea of this meat was so new Mm -hmm. to the market we didn't know how to talk about it and uh and so that's when we put this sign up that's in every store that just says this is what you're eating
1: right if More it matters to you, you.
0: great. Right. If it doesn't, that's okay too, but but that's what it is.
1: But well, it also the, had to taste good too, Well, that's right?
3: what I was going to say. The most important thing, it has to taste good, yeah. right? At the end yeah. of the day. Yeah.
0: Nobody cares know. if it doesn't taste good. But the biggest, you know, our biggest challenge really was the, were the French fries. You okay. know, the, 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 Most places don't serve fresh fries and most places don't serve Idaho potatoes uh, because they're seasonal. And it's a very tricky thing on removing sugar and and they sit in a bath all day. I mean, the components that go behind that order of French fries that you, you bought for $1.90 is you, nobody will do it. It's just crazy. Right. Uh, We're constantly changing, the procedure to deter that's determined by how much sugar is in the potato and trying to draw it out. That's our biggest challenge every day. Um, The meat we got down and uh, we now have our own custom bun and stuff like that. But I think the, I think that the last thing that distinguishes us from, from so many is that as we grew and uh, our volume increased, you have a little bit more say with your grocer. Mm-hmm. And, and so every time we got the opportunity to increase the quality of something as opposed to buying something for less, mm-hmm. we would do that. So we went to an all kosher pickle because mm-hmm. that's a better pickle.
1: Mm-hmm. and we
0: now um our tomatoes you know so many tomatoes are sprayed um as they're in transport mm-hmm. and, and they're sprayed red or they're grown you know there's a and all all of our tomatoes are fine right so it's those little things that continue that we take advantage of uh with our volume that uh, most places would say well then just give me a cheaper this and mm-hmm. let me cut my cost down and we're anxious to increase the quality of an item and use that volume to be, allow us to do it. And you
1: guys quality control. You were sharing with me, you eat almost every day. Yes, I do. I, I'm either
3: at taco ranch, B Terry's or both every day.
0: I think they get nervous when Kathy pulls up.
3: <laughs> they recognize your car. And um, sometimes, I mean, probably I tend,
0: recognize your order.
3: Well, that's true. But, um, I tend to go to the ones closest to my route so yeah, I, those employees definitely know me. I eat breakfast either at Taco Ranch How, or P. Terry's.
1: How's your uh, cholesterol and
3: all I'd, that good stuff? You know, my cholesterol's great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
1: see, you can eat it every day.
0: Yeah. You're being a little defensive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I just I just worry, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> no. I mean, it's healthy fast food, but still, it's you know. Yeah, yeah. I, Are you I getting understand. enough fruits and vegetables, young lady? <laughs> yes.
3: Yes. <laughs> I
0: am. These are all fair questions, right? <laughs> the fruit and the banana bread.
3: I'm quality control, though. Okay, yeah. you make yeah. sure. Oh God. Jeez. Well, I tell anybody that you have to. You can't start a business, you can't serve a product or a service unless you don't eat it. Eat it yourself.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah. And yeah. so I'm. So do you? I have, live by that. Do you have secret recipes, like things that only you make for you?
3: Well, no, I mean, I go through the drive-thru and pay for it just like everybody else.
0: Yeah, but you cut down like you don't eat a lot of bread. Right. So,
3: you, so like for tacos, like I'll go get uh, my breakfast is egg, cheese, and bean in a bowl. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So you but they'll do the that tortilla. for anybody. She but. skips a tortilla.
3: How long y'all lived in Austin? I've been here since 90. patrick has been here longer.
0: 85.
2: Are y'all aware of the conversation that some people have about what's the best burger in town?
0: A lot of people will be like, "It's Waterburger, it's In and Out, or it's P. Terry's," and a lot of people will say P. Terry's. Like, how's it feel to be up against those gigantic juggernauts? <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to tell you the truth, when we, <clears throat> excuse me, when we opened the first store, Lamar and Barton Springs, you're across from we're across from uh, McDonald's, mm-hmm. Jack in the Box, Taco Bell, Wendy's, and Taco Cabana, and today we're across the street from McDonald's. Everybody else is gone. Um, so we were never intimidated by the big guys. We always felt like there was, we weren't going to, we weren't going to hide from this. So we weren't going to go down the street. We were just going to be across the street and let people decide on their own. Um, and I think honestly, and thank you for that. It's, it's always a great compliment to be put in that list. But I think we have an advantage, as Kathy said earlier, being, being, Hometown you get the hometown advantage um, and also you know I in many cases most cases our is better so I would kind of think we would be in that list.
3: so you say you go there every day. how do you shake up your menu options? <laughs> so it's it's funny the first I would say the first eight or nine years I ate the same thing every day. I had a chicken burger on wheat at jalapenos. And then when we first opened, I would add fries and a cookie to that. And then as I got older and my metabolism metabolism <laughs> slowed down, I cut out the cookie. Then I cut out the fries. Um, and then I kind of got burned out on the chicken burger because I had I don't know how many thousand of them. Mm-hmm. So I I kind of change it up. I do veggie burger. I do um, chicken. I do a, I mean I do a double. I did a double just yesterday. But now I try to go bunless. So I wrap it in lettuce. Um, and you know, I throw jalapenos on there. You can get grilled jalapenos, grilled onions. Um, yeah, I kind of try to shake it up, but yeah, I,
1: I, I still yeah, I love
0: it. it. I still eat a burger and fries. I still eat a burger and fries every day. What's
1: cool. your favorite milkshake?
0: Uh, coming up is a specialty shake, caramel turtle fudge.
1: Ooh. Yeah.
0: Pecans, caramel, and I chocolate. did not
1: need to know about yeah,
0: that. <laughs> that's coming yeah. up, I think in March.
3: I try to stay away from the milkshakes because I have no control. Yeah. But I did have I, – I did um, – I think I had a, a milkshake, a full milkshake every, every child. Yes. When I went into labor, I would go get a milkshake. That was right. my – That's two. My,
0: my reward. <laughs> yeah, two. Chocolate peppermint right now is really good.
1: Um, so what does the job look like now? You guys this year hired a CEO. Are you still in stores often? Are you still – what
0: does your day-to-day look well, like? Well, Kathy's job, Kathy hasn't changed. I mean, Kathy's always been, I mean, the last, I mean, she's been in and out of the business with our children and stuff, and um, and, and so she is definitely the quality control person um, and has to listen to me as and when I come back for the day, and I still rely on, on Kathy's opinion. Um, it's, a, it's an important part of our success. But uh, my day to day has changed a little bit. Um, we have a great new CEO and a great new CFO, and uh, their vision is, you know, taking this to San Antonio and, and beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, it allows me to kind of play the role of, you know, co-founder mm-hmm. along with Kathy. And while she spends a uh, time in, you know, the stores, um, I'm more likely to uh, just make sure that everyone understands our culture and where we, where we came from. And you know, I think the stories of how we started this and what we believe in and how we've proven what we believe in are really important to new employees, Mm -hmm. understanding it. And so I think that's more my role right now, which means pretty soon I'll be repeating myself and everybody will go be going crazy because they have to listen to that same story again and again. Um, but I don't. I th- I think the w- the one thing that you worry about when you grow is that you know your culture and mm-hmm. maintaining it, and I think that becomes Kathy and my job,
1: right? Making sure yeah. that it's still the P. Terrys that started in on Lamar, right? Right, right.
0: right. Yeah. And those stories, you know, um, we love. I, you know, I Kathy needs to tell the story story about when you know how birthday cakes. And we have one woman whose only job is to make birthday cakes and she she's the cake lady. She has her own P Terry's car and that's her job. And she makes 700 birthday cakes a year
1: for every employee.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and it started because of Kathy working next to Rosario on a Saturday.
1: Wow.
3: Yeah, I mean, for me it was realizing that um you know, these people were coming in on their birthdays, on all these special occasions and so for me I wanted to I wanted them to feel special, even if it was that one day a year mm-hmm. that they were giving to us. And so I made it a point to make a birthday cake for every employee um, on their birthday. And so I, we continue to do that. Um, but I think supporting the community is really important, but also providing a support system for our employees um, is very important to us because we realized that if we were going to be successful, it was going to be all these other people showing up to help us. So it was important for us to, you know, for to create an environment for them to be successful, but to also support them as well. So not only birthday cakes, we provide interest-free loans, we give Christmas bonuses, we even give, you get to choose a turkey or a ham for Thanksgiving. So there's a lot of things that are really special, little things that we try to do for employees.
1: That's amazing. And, and your employees have grown, right? Like yes. there's people who started out making the fries that are... Now, I think man. that's
0: a. I think that's our biggest claim to fame is that you know we have a, a woman that that started cleaning the dining room at Westlake and now she's an area manager overseeing five stores. Wow. You know when when you give someone, really what we do is just stay out of their way, mm-hmm. you know, and see what they can do and 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 provide them the information they need uh, to continue to grow if they so choose, and uh, the idea of promoting from within. Um, yeah, I think that's probably, um, our greatest gift is to watch somebody do come from, from that point to the next. And then they buy, they buy a car, they buy a house, you know, they they have a life and, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and that's, and they have children with us and, you know, it's a very, it's, it's the nicest thing we, I think on a day to day basis, that's our biggest takeaway is. It's our is, family. Yeah, is to watch that is to watch that happen. Yeah.
1: So, what do you guys like to do in Austin when you're not, you know, opening up new restaurants and starting in lieu and other ventures? Like, what do you love to do? Stay out of traffic.
0: <laughs> we stay home a lot. We really do. We, it's it's, uh, you know, we have two adorable children, um, nine and nine and eleven, oh. and uh, you know. We really spend more time with them than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, we're very boring. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah, you more so than me. Yeah, I'm the most boring person there is.
1: <laughs> what is it about Austin that makes all of this work for you guys? Because I don't know that you could have done this in a different community. And I think that's the
3: word community. I think Austin, you know, even as it's grown, it's still very small and you know especially 14 and a half years ago it was it, it was a small town and everybody supported everybody and you supported local and i think that has been our success is people were like patrick said rooting for us and supporting us and um and you know it's you know i have to do a shout out to you it's like people like you that write the stories you know season for caring is my favorite time of the year and you know, I think it's reading these stories that I read and sometimes I'll read them more than once because it just reminds me, one, how fortunate lucky I am to mm-hmm. have the resources and the access that I have to, that I can give back and I can make a difference. But it's also having access to these amazing stories and these amazing people who, you know, to, to have access to their strength. And their determination and grit and love and compassion and most importantly, their hope. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's amazing that we get to have that access. And so for me, that, you know, sharing of our stories, of um, of our resources, of our access, I mean, that's community. And that's really connections. And so thank you for facilitating and nurturing those connections.
0: I agree. I think the season for caring is the greatest reminder of, frankly, what so so many of us have and what so many of us don't have. And I think you always have to be reminded. And and so that that makes Saturday the most special day of the year for us. I think that's absolutely true. And the last thing I'll say is that uh, when someone recognizes me in one of the stores um, as the guy with the gray hair that's helping, so he must He's probably the owner um, the first thing they they say to me is thank you for giving back uh, they don't they don't talk first about the the food or,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or the experience of it they talk about giving back to the community and that does make Austin special absolutely and I think your word about community is exactly right it's still no matter how big we've gotten there is still a community feel to the city which is special. I hope it never goes away.
1: And we get to see, like, we just have people who will call up and be like, you know what? Life's been good to me. I'm donating $25,000 worth of laptops, right? Like, That's, that just yeah, so happens. Great. Or yeah. I have an old car. Here's, here's this car. Yeah. Or, you know, we have a great construction business. We will fix this person's house right it's pretty amazing what happens but it goes back to having access to those stories right because yeah. i feel like there
3: there is so much need in our in the world and so much need in our community mm-hmm. and if we don't know about it right we're not going to help right you don't solve a problem unless you see it right. so we need people like you to highlight those needs right. so we can give back
0: and round us all up you know you've mm-hmm. you've rounded up the the so many people who who, who need help. You've rounded up the charities that are willing to help those people. And then you've made it available for us to make that donation. And um, th- that doesn't happen without you. And the state's been doing this.
3: Right. And it allows everybody, like you said, to use their resources mm-hmm. and use their access to certain things that really lift us all up.
1: Right. And it's not just, I mean, we have amazing stories this year, right? We uh, have, you know, Oh my gosh. A kid who got hit by a car across in the street and is now quadriplegic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a mom who's stage four cancer with a kid who had a traumatic brain injury. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, I read,
3: I mean, well, I read all of them, but you're right. And the mom with the triplets who hasn't seen her mm-hmm. husband and their other two
1: boys. And right. yes, it's, it's. There's
0: been a lot of tears in the Terry household, <laughs> Kathy, reading. VR.
1: And the really cool thing is yes, we're helping those families but it's hundreds of other families who are getting season for carrying donations either yeah. it's you know food on the table or right. it's rent paid or medical needs i mean it's it's pretty amazing mm-hmm. what this program what 13 million has been able to do for this yeah. community and what your 1 million 1 million uh, yeah. yay <laughs> of donations of everybody coming and eating at a P. Terry's or yeah. a taco ranch four times a year has been able to do for this yeah. community
3: it is amazing
0: it's a process that you know we go through we're going through right now for next year mm-hmm. that um, and by the way congratulations season for caring made it for next year Thank <laughs> you.
2: Um,
0: but but Kathy's always stipulated that the the charity needs to be local mm-hmm. and that it needs to st- have enough an, an immediate effect on the people you know that we're donating to mm-hmm. what are guidelines do you have you, you you want you want it to be a charity that actually when they get the check, they feel it.
3: Right, right. And I just want to make sure that it is impacting our community. And, you know, for me, I think having this day of giving has made me aware of all the amazing nonprofits in our community. Right. Because Mm -hmm. when we first started doing this, we didn't know who to give to. We, I mean, literally we would, we were driving down South Austin and there was like a boys and girls club and I'm like, Oh, we'll just give it to them. Right. Like we really didn't know. And so, as it's grown it's made me learn about all the amazing work that's doing done, being done in our community it's it's a hard, it's really hard to narrow it down every year because i am learning so about these nonprofits who are doing doing the work
1: and making the impact and each year you choose different ones other than season for caring which right. uh, yes. this is our 11th year next year we are 12 which is amazing but yes
3: well i think like Patrick says about Season for Caring, it, it makes us feel like we're actually supporting so many nonprofits at one time, right? right. Because you've done your homework mm-hmm. and you've found all these people doing the great work. And so for us, it's just, it's a no-brainer yeah. to jump in.
1: Well, I thank you both for, for having the inspiration, to, you know, so long ago, 14 years ago, to say, yes, we're going to start a burger stand, but we're also going to always... Give back, and here's how we're going to do it: to allow the community to be part of it. Well, Well, thank you, you. and
0: thank you for letting us participate in Season for Caring. And and kudos the Statesman for pushing this through every year. It's really great for all of us.
1: So, if you want to find out more about Season for Caring, you can go to statesman.com/slash Season for Caring and give. That's our show. Thanks for listening. And thanks to our sponsor, Copenhagen Furniture. Check out the Austin 360 Instagram and Facebook for more about life in Austin. And talk to us on Twitter at LoveAustin360. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find our podcast. I love you so much. The Austin 360 podcast is a production of the featured staff, the Austin American Statesman. This episode was produced by Alyssa Vidalis. Our theme music is from the local band, Hard Proof, which you should definitely check out at hardproofmusic.com. You can find everything you've ever wanted to know about the show and its contributors on austin360.com loveaustin360. And if you want to pitch an idea for the show or give us feedback, shoot us a note at loveaustin360 at statesman.com. We couldn't do this without you, dear listeners, and we can't thank you enough for lending your ears, your comments, and your generous heart. Until next week, we'll see you spreading your holiday cheer around our community.
2: Since 1993, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now at Copenhagen, receive $200 off any stressless seating or $400 off stressless Mayfair chair and ottoman when you donate $50 to one of our local charities. For more ways to save, visit our showroom on Breaker Lane or go to copenhagenliving.com. Copenhagen Modern Furniture. Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary.
1: Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh,
0: human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula.